Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Grace Radio. It's all about grace, God's amazing grace. This is Pastor Frank, and I'm with Ray and Ron. We're here to share together today, and before the broadcast, I was we were sharing together about how important it is as believers in Christ to know what the Bible has to say. The Bible has plenty to say to us if we just read it. But what I'd like to bring to listeners today, you may be a new believer. Maybe you don't read the Bible or you don't understand the Bible well. So we want to uh, make this discussion we have very easy to understand. And we just want you to enjoy it with us because it's very important to know what it means to have a relationship with God and and really enjoy what he has for us. So stay with us, okay? My name is Pastor Frank, and Ron is sitting right um, across from me. No, that's not Ron. That's Ray. That's Ray is sitting directly across from where I am sitting, and Ron is on my right-hand side, so pretend you're looking at us on television. Uh, you know, I was thinking uh, earlier, Ray and Ron, about the um, tension and the stress, the anxiety, and the worry about what's going on in the world. So many things, politically and also with the COVID virus and so forth. Many people's lives are very much affected with all of that. So I wanted to read quickly this little thing. Um, author is unknown, but this is what it says. This is the attitude that we need to have right now at this time and where we're living and how we're living. It says, I'm too blessed to be stressed and too anointed to be disappointed. So you see, it's a matter of a positive mental attitude. We want to be blessed. So we don't need to be stressed. Here's another one. I refuse to be discouraged, to be sad or cry. You see where, where faith is the issue here. We refuse to be discouraged when it's so easy to be discouraged. I know I was listening to things. I was looking at emails on the computer, and I read this, and I read that. And I, I'm saying to myself, wow, I think I'll go back to bed. <laughs> but then I realized that's not the way to go with it because God loves us. God understands and when we trust him, he never lets us go. Just a couple of quick things again, and then we'll go on. Can't read them all. It'll take too much time. I refuse to be downhearted. And here's the reason why. I have a God who is almighty, who is sovereign and supreme. So what do you think about that? We have a God who's almighty. We don't have to continue to live in a downhearted attitude. We have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, if that's the right word to say. And the reason why is because we have an almighty God who's on our side. Now, Jesus was not always on my side because I wasn't on his side. So many years ago, I heard the gospel, and I, I bowed my heart before God, and I asked Jesus, to forgive me for all my sins because I wanted to trust him as my Savior. 
So, Ray and Ron, what I wanted to bring up here is this. Let's say you're sharing with someone about the gospel, and you want them to know things that you already know. You know how important it is to do this or do that as a Christian. So what we have written down here are a few things about what we can do as a new believer in Christ, or if you're not a believer in Christ, you can learn some of these important points here that will get you on the right track about what it means to be a Christian. So I'm going to ask um, Ron to give us number one, Ron, about being a Christian and, and, and our attitude, I guess. Uh, I don't have a copy of this in front of me, but you can read it to us. Here we go. Okay. When you are... Sorry. <laughs> when you hear the word right, and you believe the word, it is life-changing. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Now, that's a good comment, but my question about that is this. Somebody doesn't know what we're talking about. What do you mean reading the Bible is life-changing? So I'd like to hear comments from you guys. When you came to Christ, I know both of you men are Christians, did you need the Bible to ch help change your life, or, or what? How do you feel about that? Was it necessary to read the Bible? Tell yeah. me about it. Yes. Why? Because the, the Holy Spirit, as you're reading, once you're born again, He will reveal what's in the Scripture to you that you wouldn't have seen before you were born again. Because I've read Scripture since I was, I don't know, in school. Mm -hmm. With the nuns, they used to teach Bible history. Okay. And I read that for years. Okay. But I really didn't understand a lot of it until I was born again. I see. And the Holy Spirit revealed it to me. What it meant to you, yeah. Now, so apparently then when you were young, you were in a, a parochial school. Yes. And you were learning things religiously. Right. But So when did you come to know Christ, can you say? How old you were? I was... Sixteen. Sixteen years old is when you yeah. came to know Christ as your Savior. Right. Did you learn about that in church, or did somebody share it with you? No, I've, many people shared with me. Okay. But the, the final uh, decision I made was uh, Catholics have a, a, like a, a bar mitzvah for the Jews, yeah. Jewish people, right. the boys. They have a... Uh, confirmation ceremony. Right, okay. And and the thing that changed me that really enlightened me is when the bishop said, when he was through speaking, he said, today, you people here who accepted Christ are soldiers now of the Lord Jesus Christ. Very interesting. And when he said that, it just trickled something in me. It meant something it to meant, you. It meant, oh yeah. And since then, I've been, you know, you've blessed. Been, you've been with it. Yeah, yeah, I know. You're a great Christian guy. Uh, but getting back, to, though, to the fact of now you're beginning to read the Bible, you're a brand-new believer mm -hmm. in the true sense because it's in your heart now. And what did the Bible do for you? Why was it, was it necessary for you to read the Bible? And, and if so, why? Because it came alive to me. Mm -hmm. 
scriptures I read before, I just read scripture right. and kept going on. But after the Holy Spirit came, what that same scripture that I read before, mm. all of a sudden came alive. Okay. And I understood what he was trying to okay. bring across. You, mm -hmm. Do you think you would have understood the Bible? Did you have to get born again before you could understand the Bible? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, that's my experience. Right. I, I like think I said, I, I read Scripture many years. Yeah, so it didn't really get through to no. you until you accepted Christ right. as your Savior. Okay. Well, that's pretty much the same with me. and It may have been the same thing with Ray. I'll ask him that in a minute. So you... You started to read the Bible because you got excited about the fact that the bishop said to you that now that you're going to Christ or have gone to Christ, that um, you, you're excited about reading the Bible. So was there anything, if you may remember, um, any particular Bible verse or message that spoke to you about the importance of the Bible? Yeah, the, the uh, scripture, it says... If you believe in me, you know, and trust in me, yeah, you'll have everlasting life. Okay. And when I heard that, that did it. That did it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So then you must. Have, so you must have continued to read the Bible because you're a very um, active Christian now, and you like to read the Bible a lot. So. That was the beginning of you having a new adventure in your life. Your life changed. Yes. Okay, that's good. That's Jesus, Jesus became real. Yeah, I see, yeah. That's the word. That's the importance of the Bible, and that was the point of bringing out that that passage there uh, to read. And, and uh, I, I like, let's, let's ask Ray how he did with this. Ray, did you have a, a similar experience that Ron had? You became a new believer not as a child, but as a grown-up person. Um, where did you think it was necessary to start reading the Bible? Well, yeah, I'm a lot different. I came to our Lord and Savior a lot different than uh, Pastor Ron did. Right. Because I'm going to say I was somewhere around 38, 39, something mm -hmm. like that, before I... Uh, came to the Lord, okay. my life, I was not the best person in the world. I mean, I'm not saying a murderer or a thief or yeah. something like that, but I did, God didn't, I didn't want to have anything to do with God. Just, okay. just keep out of my life, and those who believe in God, that's fine, but mm -hmm. I, it wasn't mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And my wife became a Christian. Okay. And I said, that's fine, that's, that's, that's fine, but please just don't preach to me about it. I just don't want to hear, it, hear yeah. about it. Right. And she didn't, uh, to give her her word, but she, we were in the kitchen and she slipped in the kitchen and hurt her back. Oh. And she couldn't go to church because she used to drive herself to church, but she wanted to go to church. So she said, hey, Raymond, take me to church. <laughs> So I said, okay, babes, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I'll take you to church, but don't get any bright ideas about this. As <laughs> soon as you can drive, yeah, you're, you're going your on your own again. <laughs> all right. But I went to church, and, you know, I don't know what happened, but, it, gee, it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, you know, maybe there's something here. So 
probably about four or five times because she was kind of laid up with her back for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I got to saying, hey, there's something here that okay. I'm not quite aware of. You were enjoying being there for some reason. Yeah. I, 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 now I'm, I'm in the position, how am I going to tell my wife I want to take her to church? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. But I, I did, and we talked about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I started going to church, and then I started reading the Bible. Okay. And a little bit like what Pastor Ron said. Mm. The Bible, I wanted to know more about what was what was the Bible trying to tell me? Uh-huh. So I was reading and stuff like that, and then I got into a Bible study with somebody you probably don't know, but his name is Pastor Frank, uh-huh. and we <laughs> we got we got the he got the teaching and stuff like that, and I still said there's something here uh, that I that I need. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just want to make things a little bit better here mm-hmm. than than what I've got. And finally, I just kind of like gave my life over right. to Jesus. I said, this is the right way. Right. My way is the wrong way. This is the right way. And like Pastor Ron said, I think the Holy Spirit really got a hold of me and mm-hmm. said, hey, you're mine. Right, okay. And, that, and, okay. and he wasn't going to give me up. Okay. And then I just kept studying more okay. and more. And the more that I studied, the more it came believable, the more it came true. Okay. That is not to say, Jesus doesn't tell us in the Bible that just because we are uh, brothers and sisters of him, that our life here, humanistically, is going to be any better roses. Right. But at least it's like you were saying in the first of it there, we can get ourselves anxious and stuff like that. But now we understand that in the future mm. we've got a tremendous life coming because no matter what upsets us, whether it's politics, money, or anything else, this a person who is really way down deep, he's the one who's in charge, and he's the one that's going to carry us through the whole thing. Right. right. So no matter what happens to me, okay. or what happens to you or to Ron, Jesus is the one who will take care of us. Okay. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, let, let me... Ask you this, Ray. Uh, if you, first of all, we would agree, I think, that because of your wife and because of the church that she took you to, God used all of that to stimulate you and give you a desire to get to know God and go to church more often because you found it uh, comforting or interesting. Uh, so, at that at that point, would you say as Ron did? Chair, that you were born again or became a real true Christian at that point because or was it a Bible verse that may have brought you around? I honestly, Pastor Frank, don't know. I can't say uh, August 10th. Uh, right. I can't say when I became a true believer. I think it was a period of time. You grew into it. 
to, to, to get into it. And then yeah. the more I get into it, the more I wanted to get into it, and the more I wanted to get into it, the more I wanted to get into yeah, right, it. Right. I, I mean, that's... That's, That's how what, it came. Yeah, it yeah, came I can, I can understand. Yeah, you, know. you see, I, you know, the first thing we see here is that everybody is different, but we still come to God the same way on That's the right. same road, which is receiving Jesus Christ as our God and Savior, and then learn more about Him as we get into the Bible. Did it take you a while to get yourself into the Bible? No, not really, because when I first, probably like I say, after four or five trips with my wife to church, I started reading the Bible, and I was really interested in it. Okay. I was really wanted uh, to learn. And you've got a thing here with Romans uh, 10, 8, uh, 10, 17. What does that say? It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the more I got into reading the Bible, the more I wanted to hear different pastors speak on it because uh, there is a story in the Bible about Philip and the eunuch. Right. And the eunuch is indeed telling uh, a reading the book, I believe it's Isaiah. I believe it was. I think so. Right. And Philip asked that eunuch, if he knew what he was reading. Now I'm paraphrasing, but if he knew what he was reading. And the eunuch said, how am I to learn unless I have a teacher? Right. And I think that really struck you. That struck me as something I got to have somebody that's got to tell me really what's going on. And then I'll look it up myself. Because I don't believe just everything that comes out of a pastor's mouth or a priest's mouth or a minister, rabbi, or whatever. If if it kind of hits me, I will go look it up myself to see if it's true. Okay, then let me me say this. This is from what you said. Your testimony is this. Uh, You came to know Christ as your personal Savior, not as a Bible reader, but you knew Christ died for you on the cross. Uh, your wife was a witness to you about the reality of God in her life, and it brought you around to the fact that she got you to go to church with her uh, because she needed a ride there. And you found the church situation was interesting to you, so you came back again, and then you slowly came to realize that the Bible had lots to say about about God. And you just finally closed with telling us that the eunuch was on his own transportation, a chariot of some kind, in the days of Christ. And, mm-hmm. and Philip was a disciple of Christ. And, yep. and he approached the eunuch who was reading his Bible, but he couldn't understand it. And that's when um, the eunuch admitted he needed a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so Philip uh, then shared the scripture with him. Mm-hmm. So that it comes down to that. It's just like Ron said. First, you don't know God. Secondly, you come to know Christ in a personal way. It struck you somehow about him, his life, Jesus' life. And then he begins to read the Bible. Both of you came to that same point, And you found out that the Bible was life-giving, uh, giving you 
reasons to continue to believe in the Bible to a point where you actually get hungry for the Word, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's really good, and that explains a lot of why it's important for somebody listening to us to begin to look into the Word of God for getting to know God better. And then if you know any other Christians around you, whoever they may be, maybe they could encourage you and tell you and teach you a few things uh, about what the Bible has to say about the gospel. Number two, Ron, let's look at the number two point here. We'll, we'll go on. That, that was very good, man. That was good. Number How should we pray? Mm-hmm. How shall we pray? How should we pray? Oh, okay. Is that the whole line there? Uh, and here is how I learned to pray. Okay. And the, okay, how did you learn to pray? According to that sheet there, Ray, maybe you could get into this conversation. You get to learn how to pray, and and so there must be scripture yeah. there or something that brought you to a point to understand that. To pray. What does prayer mean anyway to begin with? Is that reading out of a religious book or something? Speaking of God. There's a a reference here on uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Oh, okay. I think it's Ephesians 6 12. I think you're in the wrong place, aren't you? The prayer, how prayer. Here is how I learned to pray from Ephesians 6.12. I got to say, but the... Uh, it could have been one of these two verses. But how should we pray is okay, yeah. Philippians okay, 4, yeah. verse 6 and 7. Okay, yeah. okay. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Yeah. Okay, what does that say? That's what got you into praying. Is that the idea? Looking at those verses? Yeah, that's what this says. Yeah. Okay, now just let me get to the Philippians. Four. Yeah, verse six and seven. Six and seven. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which suppresses all understanding, will guide your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, so this is a little bit of an interpretation, but I know you may want to add to this. That passage said, make your request made known to God. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to make a request known to God? That's the definition, isn't it, for the Mm -hmm. word prayer? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when we pray to God, we're letting him know what's in our mind, what's on our heart, right? Absolutely. But there's just something that I'd like to add to that, and I'm talking here with two pastors, so they'll know a lot more about it than I do. But as I read the Bible and understand the Bible, that we really can't goof up a prayer. I mean, we can say something that is a little bit off the beaten path that we think is right, but it's the Holy Spirit right. that will take our prayers to God. That's right. It's the Holy Spirit that understands our prayers. Mm. And we can, some people I, I know that 
will ask him, would you like to say a closing prayer or an opening prayer and stuff? And they hesitate because they don't think that they know how to pray. That has nothing to do with anything. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what's in our heart, and He will take our prayer to God. Okay, so that's saying that if we don't know how to pray or we don't have the words to pray or ask God about, God knows what's on our heart, and, right. and, and He hears what we're saying, mm-hmm. Right. And, and God can interpret it a lot yeah. better than, than we can. Um, that's really good. So that's like... That's being childlike, isn't it? I mean, isn't that the thing that pleases God? Humility, sure. Right. Permit the children to come unto me. Right. Jesus loved the children. Right. Permit the children to come unto me. And didn't he say that the children are the ones, the minds of the children are the ones that's going to go to heaven? Now, I'm paraphrasing in what I'm saying. Right. But I think he did say that in the Bible. So we need to be childlike. I know right. we don't need to be, but we can be just like a child. Yeah. It's you good. really brought yeah. that through, too, about yeah. children. Yeah. He said if anyone hurt them, he, they'd be better off they had a millstone that's right. around the neck right. thrown into the sea. That's, that's, so, how, that's how precious That's how precious children are to God. Right. Oh my. Wow. But when we, we don't have to get on our knees and fold our hands or anything else to no. pray. No. A conversation is prayer. I'll be out in the yard mowing the grass mm-hmm. and talking to God. Yeah, anywhere we want, we can talk to God. I can be driving down the road and, and pray. praying. Right. He understands. I might say, oh, will you get off the road or something like that? But no. that's not going to God because the oh. Holy Spirit will take what we're saying. Do you have to, our heart. Do we have to pray out loud or can we pray just... Silently and quiet in our heart. Pray from your heart. Yeah, just pray from your heart. Well, that's easy. You you just think about going to God and talking to Him like like He's a friend. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, He's our God. He saved us. He died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. But we could talk to Him. He said He's also our friend. He's a friend of sinners, Mm -hmm. and we are forgiven sinners because we trust Christ as our Savior. And and God's saying in so many words in the Bible that we can go to Him anytime and share any share anything with Him that's on our heart and mind. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting, and it's very good for a brand new Christian or someone who's wants to find God in their life, those are two points that you both shared brilliantly and made it clear about what it means to get to know God mm-hmm. and begin to deal with it. So you confess receiving Christ as Savior, number one, because somehow you're stimulated by way of the Holy Spirit, right, as you said. And so then you begin to re- you get interested in the Bible, and and you, then you begin to learn as you read the Bible that you could pray, which simply means to talk to God from your heart about what's on your mind that you'd like to ask God about. It is that simple. Some people say, well, you know, Bible is hard to understand. That wasn't hard to understand. No, no, it's just yeah. like that. Uh the Pharisee that was up on the uh, altar, and he was looking down at the guy yeah. and saying, you know, he was saying his prayers and stuff like that. And yeah. He was saying, thank you, God, for not making me like him. Right. Which, who was the bad guy? The Pharisee. Yeah, that's right. Because his heart. It, it, it's his heart. Because right. of his heart. 
But we don't want to think that to stop praying because we don't know how to pray. Because mm. I hear people that really are great orators and great prayers and stuff like that, which after a few minutes I click my I click it right off. Because it's boring and it's you don't... Boor- it's not, not, not from the heart. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that is so true. God looks at the heart. So that means the Pharisee, you would think of the Pharisee as a religious man, mm-hmm. and, and he was, but that, that doesn't mean he knew God. No. He was proud. He exactly was, he, right. He was looking at this other guy there who was more of a confessed sinner, yeah. and he was praying in a humble way to to ask God to forgive him for his sins. So who who would God really listen to? Not the Pharisee. By no means. No. The Pharisee, he was praying like he didn't even know God. He was yeah. holier than thou, right? Yeah. And uh, very, very interesting. I found this somewhat enlightening in the sense of how it's not confusing to get to know God. No. So I, I would say, uh, friends listening to us, the best thing you can do right now, if you'd like to grow and know what it means to be a Christian, well, these two gentlemen right now, they just shared how they came to know Christ. They weren't Christians all their life. They came to a point where they reached out and God heard their prayer, their cry, and, and they were stimulated and wanted to know the Bible better because they found it so enlightening and so interesting. So what I'd like to say in closing that if you're listening to this broadcast and you have that kind of a message that you heard, very uncomplicated, um, why not receive Christ as your Savior right now if you haven't already done that? Receive Christ as your Savior. He died for you on the cross. He took the blame, judged, for all of your sins. So now that means that you can receive forgiveness from the Lord because he paid the price for all your sins. You can go to God and say, Lord, forgive me for all of my sins, and you know, God will hear you. So we'll close with a sinner's prayer. If you're listening, you'd like to pray that kind of a prayer and ask Jesus to be a personal Savior to you. We're not asking you to join a religion. In fact, we're not asking you to do anything except make a decision based on what we just shared with you from the Bible. So, let's see. Um, who should I ask? Ray, I think you prayed last time, uh, Ron. Ray, how about a salvation prayer? Yes. Well, for anybody that is indeed listening to that really wishes to get in contact, I think that's a, the right word, get in contact with Jesus Christ, is to just simply say that, you know, Jesus, I do believe in you. I believe that you are a son of God who came here as a man to walk safely and purely and perfectly on the laws, on the old law, and that you did indeed die for my sin. Make it a personal thing. You died for my sin and that I will indeed have life everlasting, as Pastor Ron told you. And if you do get on your knees, I'm not going to tell you exactly the word to say, but just realize what Jesus did for you, and then you will indeed 
be received in his arms. And when you do that, you will know that he has received you. Excellent. Ron, do you have a final word? Yes. Jesus is always open to hear from us. That's mm-hmm. right. That's yep. right. He does. He's always ready to listen to us. So, friends, we're closing. If you prayed that kind of a prayer, you open up your heart to God, as Ray just expressed in a prayer for you. Won't you please let us know about it? I'd like to send you some helpful Christian literature. No question about it. want to help in any way I can. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for anything. We want to share what we know about the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves you, died for your sins. He wants to be your God, Savior, and friend. Let us know about it. You can send a message right here if you're hearing us on Spotify. Or you could write to us, address your mail to uh, Grace Radio, P.O. Box 2003, Woburn, Mass. 01888. That's P.O. Box 2003. And that's in Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N. Zip code is 01888. We look forward to sharing time with you again next week. Yes, and maybe next week we can hear a little bit about your testimony, how you came to the Lord. Sure, we'd be glad to share that anytime. I will do that. Be with us next week, friends. Looking forward to hearing from you. Have a great week. <laughs>